episode of A Conversation with Jenna. If this is your first time here, hey, I'm Jenna, and I'm so glad that you're joining me here today. A little disclaimer that you will hear in every episode is this. What I'm about to share with you are my personal thoughts, opinions, and experiences. I am not an expert, nor will everything that I say be factual. Please do your own research and think for yourself. As always, my hope is that my life experiences can help you in your life. So sit back and soak in the good Today, I have a very special friend joining me on the podcast, and we're going to be talking all about Hawaii. Okay, let's get into it. Okay, we're here in Hawaii on the big island, and we're in Kona, and I'm here with my beautiful cousin, Alana. Say hi. Aloha. Aloha. Perfect. So I wanted to bring Alana on the podcast because I wanted to talk about life in Hawaii. I want to talk about Hawaiian culture. I want to talk about um, what Hawaiians think about influencers moving to Hawaii. Uh, I want to talk about the colonization of Hawaii, all things Hawaii. And what really got me kind of excited about this topic was I was listening to another podcast and it's an influencer podcast. And in 2020, they moved to Hawaii And they were talking about how they got like a lot of hate from the local Hawaiians about them being influencers and moving to Hawaii. And I did not know that there was this like influencer culture in Hawaii where they were coming in and using resources and or, you know, overusing the land, you know, and things like that. And so I uh, talked with my cousin. I was like, hey, we should do an episode about this on the podcast because, I find it to be so fascinating and like super educational because how many people actually know about this, right? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. But first, I want you to do a little introduction. Like you don't say what you want or don't say what you want, but I would like for everyone listening to know like how long you've been on the island and like why you guys decided to move here. Okay. Well, um, aloha. My name is Alana and Jenna, thanks for having me. Great to be here. Yes. Love so being happy. a part of this. Um, I moved here in 2012. I originally moved to the island of Oahu. At the time, my husband had a lot of family there, and my husband had lived in Waikiki about 10 years before that, Mm -hmm. and um, him and his brother at the time really wanted to move back, and I was really good friends with them, so they had invited me and another friend and... um, my husband's brother's girlfriend at the time to like do we all want to go there right and where were you living at this time Uh, I was in Seattle okay yeah okay um so it was like yeah in the future that sounds really great I would love to um had never even been to the islands didn't really know anything about it and over time um Jonathan and I kept talking about it and we eventually like at first we were just friends but eventually we got married Mm. and we kept talking about Mm. it and Um, I had been in Seattle for, at that point, about three years, Mm -hmm. and I don't like cold, Mm. and the winters are... We hate that. Yes. Yes, so (laughs) much. winters are so miserable and gray, so I was like, just get me out of here, and um, at the time, it just just all worked with um, some of his family allowing us to move in with them. Uh, So yeah, we moved there in 2012. And wait, were you guys married when you moved? Yeah, we okay. had just gotten married okay. in July. Okay. So it was July and then September 2012 we moved. Wow. So his family or he was inviting you to come to move to the islands before you guys were even married. Yeah. But were you guys dating or just friends? We were just friends at that point. Wow. It was a group of friends. Yeah. Wow. Okay, yeah. cool. So I think the idea back then was we'll all kind of like live in one apartment together and it would make it easier and then everybody just kept dwindling out of it yeah yeah (laughs) it was us two left okay cool yeah and then how I ended up on the big island was um you know when you move somewhere then you have all these realizations about like what it's actually Mm. like to live in a place yes reality kicks in instead of fantasy yes Uh yes yes and the cost of uh, living is very high here um the cost of real estate and land is very high right and um, we realized that if we ever wanted to buy even just, you know, a quarter of an acre or a condo or a house, we were not going to afford it 
in Honolulu. Okay. More um, expensive there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and because it's it's a big city, so it's like a, you know, giant hub, and there's yeah. more people, so it's more expensive, and, and then, so we were thinking, already thinking about, okay, which um, other island do we want to look at? And um, can I also say that when we say, so the island of Oahu would be like the main hub because it's there's a city of Honolulu and what we would call the other islands we would say either neighboring islands or outer islands okay so at this point we're looking at which neighboring island do we want to go to and wait can I ask this question mm -hmm. what if what if we were on like right now we're on the big island would we still call the other islands the neighboring islands? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not just because you're on Oahu, that you're calling it the neighboring islands. Yeah, okay. neighboring islands, yeah. Um, and so just happened so that my friends from Seattle were coming here to Kona with some family to visit. And so I flew over for like two days mm -hmm. and just immediately fell in love with mm. this island. Um, it's so large yeah. compared to the other ones. Actually, you can you can basically like fit all the other seven islands into the big island oh wow yeah that's how big it is wow. it's about the size of connecticut oh okay um and we also have like you know ac really active volcanoes and there's just so much depth that the big island has um every island is different and really special but i i could just immediately see how special this island was mm -hmm. and I think from there, I was like, I think the Big Island is where we're supposed to be. Mm. Yeah. And was Jonathan on board? Yes, he was. Right away from the beginning? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. my dad, too, because we moved with my dad. Yes. Yeah. And did you live with your dad in Seattle? Not that this actually did, matters. Yes. but Okay. I did. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just wondering. Okay. Well, that sounds so fun. Like, what a fun and exciting adventure. Yes, I it mean. has been. Wow, like right now we're sitting um, in the condo that I have and like we can, we're just like looking at the ocean and it's just so beautiful and the amount of time that we spend in the ocean over these last few days, it it's just been awesome and we'll definitely talk about that a little bit more. But, um, well, again, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thanks for being a little bit vulnerable and I also want to like put a little disclaimer that Alana is not talking for all Hawaiians, okay? Like these are definitely her opinions, her thoughts um, but I also think, too, there's kind of like a general thought and opinion, it, uh, right? Like, Yeah, absolutely. And um, along with that disclaimer, I, I would like to say these are things that I've learned um, from, you know, Hawaiians and other mm -hmm. people that live here um, and being able to see from their perspective mm -hmm. what um, it's like to have other people come over. Mm-hmm. It's, mm -hmm. it's really good to be able to see from their eyes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, well, let's just jump into it then. Great. because. But real quick, so yesterday, before we jump into it, but this has something to do with it. Yesterday, uh, so there was like, uh, is it, was it a hurricane? Yeah, it was originally um, a hurricane, and then it downgraded to a tropical storm. Okay, and it definitely bypassed us. Mm -hmm. And it would have been two nights ago that it kind of came through, and I don't, I don't think we were affected at all, right? I don't think so. I haven't heard of, of anything. Yes. Okay. But, so we wanted to go to the beach yesterday. And Alana was like, you know, I'm getting ready for the beach. And she goes, well, so far, like, the county has still closed the beaches. But we're hoping that they close them back up. And in my mind, I'm thinking, how do you close a beach? You know what I mean? Like, I could just walk there. Mm -hmm. Literally, it's right outside my yeah. lanai. 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 Mm -hmm. Like, I could get, I said, and in my mind, I'm thinking, no one's going to tell me what to do. I'm going to go to the beach. <laughs> yeah. And then I had to think, wait a minute. Like, Alana lives here. Alana is going to be respectful of the culture. Alana is going to be respectful of what the authorities are saying. Like, you know, it would just be like as if I was in Arizona and I don't know, like the Grand Canyon or something. Right. Like they close the Grand Canyon. But then you have these tourists thinking, well, we're going to just go anyways. Yes. Like, what do you mean it's closed? Like it's it's a large landmass that we could access just by like walking there. Mm -hmm. it, it, we wouldn't need a car. We could park our car somewhere, or just like walk through the barriers or whatever. And I just thought that that was like a I had to shift my mentality for a moment because I thought, Jenna, don't be rude. Jenna, don't be a tourist like. Alana is respecting what the county is saying. She's respecting that. 
the beaches could still be closed. And so Jenna, if we don't go, you need to be okay with that. But I honestly like had to talk myself like that was my thought process. Mm -hmm. And we ended up going to the beach and uh, technically the gates were closed and we did just walk through. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I just thought, gosh, that must be so hard for them to have to control closing the beach. Because people are just going to come. And because there's yeah. so many tourists who are here probably all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, are Constantly. they going to watch the news? Heck no. no, we're not watching the news. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> anyway, so I feel like that kind of that story kind of like jumps us into. Um, uh, well, maybe not, because I kind of want to talk about first how like the white man came and colonized the mm-hmm. islands. Can we mm-hmm. talk about that first? Yeah, okay. Absolutely. So let's jump to that. OK, um, so I will admit I don't have like a really in-depth you know, detailed history of this, but um, Queen Lilu Ukulani was overthrown, like, essentially America illegally took over the Hawaiian Islands and made it uh, the United States. Um, There was a really long period of this happening, but, you know, it wasn't an overnight thing, but when it did happen, um, essentially they made Hawaiians, I would say, even less than second-hand citizens, Mm. And um, speaking Hawaiian was became illegal. Mm. Um, any type of Hawaiian like spirituality or practice was illegal. Mm. Um, hula, which is a form of prayer and worship, illegal. Um, and so that has had a really negative impact on their culture and their land for a really, really long time. And Hawaiians see their culture just completely like over time decreasing 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 and I think there's a lot of resentment towards that Um, and I would say like I do hear people argue like oh well it was so long ago you know get over it but I would say this do we like just you and I Mm -hmm. have any resentment towards Nazi Germany like I do. Oh, you do? Like, oh. I, I wish that the Holocaust didn't exist. Oh, well, of course. Didn't have to go through that. No, 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 no. There's for, a little bit of resentment. For sure. Know? I don't Not know. Not like, oh, we're anti-Germany. Nothing yeah, like that. Nothing like that. But just when you think back of, like, the Nazis, of course there's resentment. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I don't know. If res- for me, personally, I don't know if resentment is the right word just because I don't know anyone personally who was affected by that. But I do feel like there could be some feelings of like, man, I just really wish that wouldn't have happened or I wish Hitler wasn't as evil mm-hmm. as what he was. Yes. I don't know what the right, right word is, but I can see why you feel like there's resentment okay. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, too, like, you know how you were telling me you watched that documentary on Duke? Yeah, The Waterman. And how he uh-huh. was... Um, really taken advantage of yes very much that it happens here all the time and so Hawaiians have also really been been strongly taken advantage of Mm -hmm. too um because of their land yeah yeah and I did think it was interesting yesterday or a couple days ago when we were driving to it was either to Captain Cook's monument or to to Mm two-step I think it was Captain Cook's anyways that we were talking with Jonathan which is Alana's husband and I did find it to be interesting that he made the point of, well, you know, the islands were trying to overthrow each other at the same time that America came in and overthrew all the islands. And so there was an animosity already between all of the islands because they were all trying to take control. And it's just interesting how, like, that's such a part of human nature of, mm-hmm. like, wanting to be in control, wanting to be in power. And, you know, yeah, anyways. Yeah, and also not being able to accept that, like, okay, that's their land. Maybe I can come and, like, enjoy it for a little bit and then go back to where I'm from kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, why now do we have that mentality? It's like, well, probably because we've learned from the history and we've learned Mm -hmm. from our past, but it's like, I just feel like the mentality nowadays has shifted just a little bit, especially in our generation. Um, And then the younger generations coming up where it's like, can't we just be respectful of people's lands and why do we have to come in and feel like that we're better than everybody else or like our language is better or our religion is better or like you know whatnot mm-hmm. and you know another thing I thought of when we were talking with Jonathan is I had said you know I wonder if queen what was the queen's name uh, Lily Ukulani I was wondering like because Jonathan had said no I'm not a history person and so I'm going to I know I'm going to botch this but she he had said that she was like wanting to bring Christianity to the island and that was not their, like, main religion 
to begin with. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of wondered, like, what was the incentive for her to bring over this, quote, white man's faith, you know? Yeah. And I just thought it was interesting because I was like, obviously, she was gaining something from it. She is a queen. Like, she is the empress. And she has to take care of her land and take care of her people. So I feel like, was she getting money? Was she getting goods? Like, what was it where she just decided to, oh, we're now going to be Christian, right? I think, too, um, I don't know a lot about the Republic of Hawaii, but they were, like, siding with the U.S. to overthrow. Who and was? So, um, Queen? The U.S. and then the Republic of Hawaii, oh, which Repu- was, like, a separate oh, um, system. okay. So I think... I think that I think there was something for her to gain for the community and for the people, but I think I think she was probably lied to a lot or told like, mm. oh, it'll be like this, oh. and then once it happens, it's like, oh, well, now you can't have your language, you can't have your culture, you can't have this, you can't have that. I mean, history repeats itself. Mm-hmm. I think that we see that a lot of people who um, um, can be. I underprivileged that's just the word that I'm thinking of but I don't know if that's the right one right like these white men come over and they have all this money and they have all this power and oh you're gonna don't worry it's just like massive manipulation mm-hmm. is what it is yeah. and just like we were co- talking about Duke from that Waterman documentary which I'll be talking more about later on but he was completely taken advantage of because I think he was very naive I mean he came over from he came from Oahu and he there's this island oh we could talk about that next like the island way of life mm-hmm. like the island way of thinking the documentary was talking about how you know the island way of thinking is like we all work together absolutely like as yeah. a community like we're going to work together to help each other so why you know can you can you talk a little bit more more about that yeah absolutely um a really large part of hawaiian culture is um is community and taking care of each other and Mm -hmm. really having like respect um and care for individuals Mm -hmm. um whether you know them or not and there's a really strong emphasis on keiki which is children and kupuna which is elderly Mm -hmm. and um just from being here i feel very blessed that um since i've moved here all the locals have shown me really strong aloha spirit but I would say something just for an example, like let's say I'm living um, in Seattle again and mm-hmm. I'm in an apartment building. Um, you know, you might say hi to some of your neighbors, but that's kind of it. Yeah. And here it's like you're going to know your neighbor mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And also too, let's say in Seattle you're like moving out of your apartment. You have stuff. You're just you're probably going to like throw it away or maybe you'll donate it. Maybe you'll put a free sign on the street. I feel like here when we come into, if we get something that we don't need or have extra of, we're actively seeking out who Hmm. needs this. Like who needs this? Texting everybody. Anyone need a queen mattress? We're all about like taking care of each other because we're all family. Yeah. Yeah. Ohana. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. And I, and I love that about this culture is it's not like, oh, I got to get mine. It's like we're, we're all going to share mm-hmm. what's here mm-hmm. and appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really beautiful. Wow. So how long do you feel like it took for the people of Hawaii to accept you? Okay, uh, that's a great question. I think there's a couple of different factors. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say number one would be length of time that you're here. When you're brand new here, um, it's not that you won't be accepted, but I think um, it's very common for people to come here, realize how hard it is or Mm -hmm. reality sets in, and then you leave, like some people leave right away or Mm -hmm. leave within six months. So I think length of time, um, my, one of my Hawaiian friends, Ashlyn, says that um, she considers people kama'aina, which means like local mm-hmm. um after two years she's like okay. after two years you're kamaina is um, she hawaiian yeah okay so i think there's that and also it's kind of like they are kind of assessing like who you are and when you show that you have respect for people you don't have an entitlement mentality you're genuinely interested in hawaiian culture and hawaiian history then they they treat you differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And I think it's very interesting because I don't know. I mean, I haven't traveled Europe to like an extense. Like I haven't done extensive travel in Europe, but I don't feel like there's any other place in the world that's like this. But maybe like Australia, New Zealand, like they might have the same kind of like a cultural, but in the United States, we'll just speak for the United States. Mm-hmm. Like Hawaii is very different. Yes, because it is. the rest of us on the mainland (laughs) um we don't think that way like we're trying to get ours yes this is mine you can't have this absolutely I want to climb the ladder like we don't have the sense of of um what did you call community is there a Hawaiian name for community oh gosh I'm sure there is oh okay but we don't have I don't I just feel like when you come that's why I had to like shift my mindset the the other day about the beach like I had Mm -hmm. to think of like no Jenna you can't just freaking go on the beach if it's closed you know what I mean (laughs) like but I'm also like screw the rules I just do whatever I want but you can't always think that way right and I just feel like in the United States you don't find that often I've never found that anywhere in the places that I've traveled especially in Arizona like I don't think about it as I think about it as a community within um, my friend group and my family group Mm -hmm. because that's who my community is it's not necessarily my neighbors yeah right like I don't think of them as my community so I just think that's pretty awesome that in Hawaii like it just diff- it's different. I don't know. Yeah. Also, too, when you think about, like, being on the mainland, there's just, like, how many millions of people? Mm. There's just so many people everywhere. Mm-hmm. And here, there's a very small amount of people, so it doesn't have as much as that, like, fight for resources kind of thing. Mm. I think there's a lot less of that. But, I mean, we could go into that next, too, where – the lack of resources absolutely for the local Hawaiians or the people who live here due to the influencer culture. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. Okay. First, should I preference what the mainland means? Oh, for gosh. For anyone who doesn't know. Oh, my okay, gosh. Okay, so uh, for anyone who doesn't know, like in Alaska, they would call the U.S. the lower 48, Kay. right? That's what they say? I have no idea. Okay, I think so. But here in Hawaii, we reference like – the United States as the U.S. mainland, like it's the mainland, and then we're like far away on an island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what the mainland means when we say that. Yeah, and should I just tell the story about the lady yes. in the airport? Oh yes. my gosh! So um, I was in Honolulu because there are, I believe, there's like a one direct flight to Kona, and it's American Airlines, and it's one flight, right? So if it doesn't work for your schedule, you can't take that flight. And all the other flights, uh, you have to fly through Honolulu, which means you have to fly over Kona. Right. You have to fly past it to get to Oahu because the main island or the big island is the first island in the chain of islands. And Oahu is the second to last one. Right. Uh, Yeah. Kauai. Third to last. Third to last. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, it's much further away. Right. So I uh, flying in Blue Hawaiian Airlines. Love them. Anyways, landed in Oahu and I was waiting at my gate in Honolulu to jump on a plane to come over to to Kona and there was a woman in front of me and a woman next to me and I just started to complain about how I thought it was so dumb that there's no direct flights to Kona and I was just trying to get them on my complaint train okay like I was just trying to like (laughs) let's all just complain for a minute about how dumb this is (laughs) and the woman across from me ended up also being from Phoenix and she's like yeah every time we go to Kona like we always have to go through Honolulu I was like I know it's just such a pain and then the woman next to me goes oh yeah Every time we come from the mainland, we always have to fly through Honolulu. And I was like, the mainland? You know, I've heard Alana talk about that before, but in the people who live on the mainland, we don't call it the mainland. No, never. No. You'd never say that. Never. So I like, I go, oh, you mean the other 48 states? And she goes, the mainland. And I was like, <laughs> you mean like the other 48 states? She's like, Ugh. Yes, the mainland. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, lady. Like, don't you understand? Because this lady – and then she goes, yeah, we live in Kona. And I was like, oh, well, good for you. But guess what? Have you ever lived in the 48 main states before? Like, people don't call it the mainland. And so it just – it irked me because I did – I did know what she was talking about. But, again, I don't use that verbiage in my everyday language. I just wanted her to confirm, yes, that's exactly what I mean. And I was like, lady, why can't you just say, oh, when we come from Oregon or we just came from Oregon, right. we always have to fly through Honolulu to get to Kona. And I just like say Oregon because she was wearing all of her Patagonia stuff. And I just think she probably came from Oregon yeah. or Washington. OK, like and it, it just like it irked the crap out of me because I just like she had such an attitude and she wasn't Hawaiian. She's white, blonde hair. Yeah. You know, a white lady. 
And I just feel like, couldn't you have given me a break or like some slack? Yes. Just in thinking like, I don't live in Hawaii. We don't use those words. Yeah. I feel like if that was me, of course, I have a little different attitude than she does. But I would have been like, oh, ha, ha we we call it the mainland. And right. I would have explained it, you know, right. so that we were all on the same page. Well, you can't <laughs> fix stupid. So what are you going to do? But my God, I just was like, are you kidding me, lady? Like just your, your ritzy attitude and your like snottiness. Yes. And it's just like you're not even Hawaiian. Like, yes, just stop. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to throw okay. in a Hawaiian term. Uh-huh. Um, we would say she was high maka maka. Maka means eye, so she had high eyes. Oh, like snobby. she's yeah. high maka maka yeah. for sure. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what were we talking about? Oh, I believe we were going to talk about um, influencers moving to the islands. Yeah, let's go. Um, so I think that... Yeah, this is a tough one because I think that when you're an influencer, you're putting your life out there as a like, oh, isn't this great? Don't you want to also do this? I mean, it's sometimes it's not from that place, but it kind of is. I think so. Like yeah. you're you're influencing people. That's kind of your job. Ugh, and whether yes. it's like uh, I'm, you know, ha- sponsored to, you know, talk about this product or whatever. Or it's a place. And I think the problem with um, influencers coming here is that it creates this like manic buzz that every, oh, I got to go. I got to go to, mm. I got to go to, I got to do this. I got to do that. But there's also a really strong lack of people doing research before coming here. Mm. Um, so I remember you were asking me like one of the influencers said that he stopped tagging where mm-hmm. he's going especially mm-hmm. hiking um that's really important because it yeah it just creates like all of a sudden all these people are going to this place that's going to be small it's going to have limited resources um let's say maybe the county doesn't have money to keep up with all the mm-hmm. maintenance it needs after all the people are there um i would say also specific to hiking there's a lot of trails Um, that are near sacred places or maybe there's a sacred burial there Mm. Um, and so then people are going there not really understanding that not really understanding like the rules or the culture the respect of it Um, and unfortunately people get hurt a lot Um, there's there's a famous hike on Oahu called Stairway to Heaven. Have Mm. you heard about it? Mm -mm. On Oahu? Yeah. No. So it's a it's a trail that was closed down a long time ago due to safety but it's up a really steep mountain and there's literally stairs built in and when you get to the top you're like at this super stiff peak and there's it's like you're so high up that there's clouds all around you. So it looks like you're up in the heavens. Oh, cool. And that's cool. But it's it's closed down because it is so dangerous. And also the start of it is on private property. Mm. So someone does that hike. Oh, a stairway to heaven hike. Now everybody wants to do that, not understanding that. Well, you're having to cross into someone's house oh. just to get there. Yeah. And it's closed. So you're not supposed to be there. How do they know it's closed? How do you There's guys gonna know? There's going to be signs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Or like, you know, when you when you live in a place, you kind of know more. Yeah. I just didn't know yeah. for like visitors, how tourists, like if they didn't do any research or whatever, what is there signs yeah. that say it's There's closed? There's going to be signs. Okay. And then, then at the person's house, there's going to be signs that say like private property, no Got trespassing it. Got kind it. of thing. But I feel like they would be like me and be like... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, what, what I don't understand what the yeah, problem is. I know. Well, the problem <laughs> is that it's because it's closed and it's not maintained. It's extremely dangerous. People yeah. die on it. Yeah, people have to get rescued, and like, yeah, we want you to live. Like nobody wants you to get hurt. But that's us going and saving your ass because you were an idiot. Pardon, yes, you don't want to follow the rules, type of thing, or mm-hmm. you want to keep up with like the cool people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And talk a little bit more about what the Hawaiians might think about the influencers moving here. It's attracting a lot of people who want to do the same thing. But are we sharing with the world Hawaiian 
history? Are we sharing the culture? Are we sharing the values? Are we doing anything that's going to help the Hawaiians or the community? Mm. Probably not, you know? The only thing is, as I could see someone saying, well, we're bringing them money. Because if tourists are coming here, then they're going to be spending more money, which could circulate and help and boost the economy. Mm-hmm. But, I, but again, I don't really think – not that Hawaiians don't care about that. Of course they do because, like, they want to have a nice life too. But I think it's more or less like you're coming here and you're using our resources. Resources are already so limited. Things have to get shipped in. It could take three months to get here. Like, and if everyone's coming in, like, what's going to be left for the local people? Yeah, absolutely. There's that too. And I think also – Um, What's really important to Hawaiians is that at least a little bit of their culture is shared and it's not when it's, you know, some like random Howley from the mainland, they might not care about that. So they're just like, oh, look at me in my swimsuit, my sponsored swimsuit on the beach. You know, it's like, sure, you might get that money and sure it goes into taxes, but like, are you doing anything to help the community? And I think that's what local people here really want like when they hear like oh you want to move to Hawaii it's like okay great now we all know what Hawaii can do for you but what can you do for Hawaii Mm -hmm. kind of thing Mm -hmm. yeah anything else you want to add to about the Hawaiians thinking about influencers moving here uh yeah I think um remember how you were telling me there was an influencer who he would start off his his videos or whatever saying like "Hey dudes," and then he changed it to "Aloha dudes." And oh then yeah, it's the, the same people. The same people oh, of the podcast okay. I listen to. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. So I would say the reason why like Hawaiians would frown upon that is because first of all, you're taking a Hawaiian word and Aloha. you're making it what you want, like he wants it to mean hello. So Aloha is used as a greeting. We use it to say hello and goodbye, but it doesn't literally mean hello and goodbye. Mm. And so you're taking that word. So alo means like to share the same. And ha is like breath of life. Oh. So Hawaii means like breath of the water. Oh, okay. Amazing. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Um, And so you're taking a Hawaiian word. You're making it your own. You're just meaning to say hello. Yeah. And then like he's profiting off of that. And so... Hawaiians are like, why can't you share what our word means properly to everybody else Mm. kind of thing? Like, that's their culture slowly being taken and just down the whole time. You know Mm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's it's like that. It's like their their culture is always being kind of taken advantage of and then, like, you know, crapped on. Yeah, it's wild because in the podcast I was listening to, they were talking about how they started to do CrossFit here. And, like, a lot – they were not accepted at the CrossFit gym for, like, a long time. Okay. Like, it took them a long time to get accepted by, like, the local people of Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And I just – again, I never really thought about it like that because island life is so different than mainland life. Yeah. I think, too – and, I mean, I don't know what it's like to be an influencer, but when you think about one, you think about, like, their whole job is creating content. Mm -hmm. But they're not going and, like, working at a normal job the way everybody else is. Mm. And so I think they also probably feel like, do you really know what life is like when you're just filming yourself having a great time Mm. at the beach? Yeah. Interesting. I also think it's – we were – we did a Manta Ray uh, nighttime snorkel. Mm -hmm. And it was incredible. And we were on the boat. And this woman – can't fix stupid. she was nice though we have to give her that i mean at the end she was nice <laughs> but at the beginning i'm like girl what are you doing <laughs> so i had to separate from my cousin because i got really sunburnt like the first few days that i was here because you know i'm super white okay and my cousin was like enjoying like out the i don't breeze i don't know anything about boats or like what they're called but like the back of the boat she was like out not covered up, okay? So, like, enjoying the breeze or whatever. And then I had to, like, step inside to have some shade and some covering. And the woman goes, oh, are you here by yourself? I said, no, I'm with my cousin. And I think at this point, my cousin was getting up to go to the front of the boat. And so somehow they ended up talking. And 
the woman goes, oh, where are you from? I said, Arizona. And uh, I don't know if she asked you where you're from, but you go, oh, I live here. And she said, oh, you're so lucky. Yeah, she did the, like, little, like, friendly smack. And the children was like, oh, oh, you're so lucky. And then tell them how that made you feel. And I know that when you don't live here, you just think, oh, everybody's so lucky and it's paradise. But I didn't, like, fall out of the sky and land here. Right. I, I... we all worked hard to get where we are, and when you live in a community, you suffer through the trials and tribulations that are here, and there's a lot, and people that don't live here don't understand what it's like. Mm-hmm. Like, one time I was on um, a, a boat excursion talking to this girl from Minnesota, and she was just like, oh, wow, you, you must have no stress. <gasps> and I'm thinking... Do you know how expensive it is to live here and how I have to work my butt yeah, off? Yeah, because like, you're sitting on a boat. You're going to be. You're on vacation. You're doing whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You're not having to worry about anything at all. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it seems like you're just so lucky that you're here. But I don't consider myself lucky. I consider myself blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm very blessed that the Hawaiians have shown me so much aloha spirit is because I brought it. You know, I don't have this like entitlement mentality that a lot of people bring here. And because I can come like and be humble and like want to learn and want to see things through their eyes. Like I feel like, you know, that's why they've shown me Aloha spirit too. Mm -hmm. Like I would say when you, if you ever come here, like respect is earned and not just given. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is how it should be in all relationships. Honestly, like (laughs) I agree. Don't give that away for free. Same with Aloha spirit. We have it, but if you're not showing it, you're not going to get that much back. Right, yeah. right. And one yeah. of the reasons why I wanted to bring up that story about what that woman said on the boat is going back to what you said about, um, you know, how the locals can feel about influencers is maybe they don't think that they have to work as hard. I mean, I disagree with that. I think being an influencer is probably a lot of work. I mean, filming yeah, yourself, like I think editing, so all that stuff. Like, I think it is a lot, but I also know the amount of money that comes with it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I get a little frustrated and I, I think to myself, I'm not going to watch this video because I don't want them to get more money. <laughs> just because the amount of money that is is to be made in the influencer world like I think can be just like I'll never see that amount of money in my life yeah and it's okay like obviously I don't want to be an influencer that's I've never that's not why I do this podcast or why I do anything right I do it because it's a passion but and so I wonder if they also have that kind of uh, mentality of like maybe they think that it's not hard work or maybe they think that they're getting paid too much where to live in Hawaii, it's not easy. Like, yeah. it's very expensive to live here. Resources are limited. Like, yes, there are really nice houses that we have seen, but you also have to think it's very communal living, mm-hmm. right? There's, like, 50 cars at one house, so everyone's yeah. probably so crammed together, and that's probably because the cost of living is so high. It's so high, And yeah. Brittany and I were talking about, uh, she, excuse me, Alana, my co- okay. Anyways, Alana was <laughs> just forget that. Alana and I were talking about how um, her and her husband love to have property and would love to buy a house. And she was looking at how much a house would cost in like the Phoenix area and just doing like some comparison. And you know, will they ever be able to afford a house here? I don't know, but I think it could be a lot, lot, lot harder for them to be able to afford a house here than if they were on the mainland, you Mm -hmm. know? And so I think that when everyone says, oh, you're so lucky to live here, I would never say that to someone. You're so lucky to live here because I don't, I don't want to live here. Like I like living on the mainland that Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't want to live here and like more power to you that you do want to live here. I think that's amazing, but I wouldn't like, Mm -hmm. I I need a city, right? Like this is nice to come vacation, but I would never want to live here. Mm -hmm. I I think it would take the charm and the appeal and the excitement and the like fantasy away from it. If I could have the ocean every day. Right. Yeah. It's like my favorite place to be. So I want to be in it. But the fact that I, it's limited, you know, Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't think about it. Plus, I know you, and I know how hard it is to live here, and I know that it's, like, very, very, very difficult. And so I feel like life is already difficult. You know, you're going to take your struggles, and you're going to pick where your difficulties come from. But anyways, I can just see how that's really annoying. It would be like, but do you also know when you go to these island countries, some of them are so poor, too. Mm -hmm. 
like Turks and Caicos or Jamaica. I don't know if Turks and Caicos, but like Jamaica, I think is really poor or like Haiti or the Dominican Republic. Those those countries are probably really poor. Like, do you feel that those people are lucky? Right. But at the same time, I think. They don't know anything different. Mm -hmm. So for us to come in and. I don't know, have a lot of thoughts about this, but like they probably don't know anything different. So to them, they're just living their normal life. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. To us, we might be like, oh, I would never want to live there. It's so poor. Or to us, we could be like, they're so lucky that they're living there. Mm -hmm. But like you just said, but you don't know all the struggles that it takes for us to live here. And we have just the same amount of struggles that you do. So anyways, I just think that's kind of an interesting mindset that I don't know how people think about. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, There's this. Um, episode, can I say it, of, of 90 Day Fiance, mm-hmm. where this American, she um, marries someone from the DR, mm-hmm. and she's just very like, no, I want to get out of New York, and I want to live in the DR, because <gasps> it's paradise, and it's oh. the beach, and I can do this, and this, and that. But she's also, like, very high maintenance, mm. so she has to have AC, she has mm. to have X amount of square footage, and when she's moving there, she's realizing mm. that, like, you, you don't, you're not getting that. If you're getting that, it's way more than what of you're course. paying in the U.S. Yeah, for and sure. Look how my husband works and works and works, but he's he'll never make near what I would make mm-hmm. working a part like a normal job mm-hmm. in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and I wonder if like, do you think that that was her actual mindset, or do you think that was just for the show? Because I feel like how like naive would you have to be <laughs> to think that the life would be better like living in a country like that yeah especially someone who's already married to the person and has seen their family home and literally can't stay in their family home because there's no ac and there's not enough space for her makeup and stuff like Like, that yeah you're wondering like how much is this producer like pushing pushing. them to to like say all this stuff or is it real (laughs) well because like i can't live without ac Mm -hmm. like there would be no way that i could live in a place without conditioning okay to it mm-hmm. in Arizona we're gonna die yeah like I'm so thankful that this condo has like a swamp cooler mm-hmm. and it's on and but some great. yeah it works really <laughs> good and I just like really never thought that there could be yeah but I do think that I also check to make sure because it's the one thing like when I go to the islands yeah if not oh did not have it and it was they this <laughs> like I'm still so sweaty. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I've I've never lived anywhere where there's just AC, especially here. Like um, I was telling Jenna before she came and she was picking out places. I was like, just FYI, AC is a luxury to us. It's not just automatic. Yeah. So make sure you're picking one with AC. Yeah. And yeah, I think we lived in one place that we were allowed our landlord let us like get a portable ac for but that's Mm -hmm. the only place i've had like ac ac that's wild that's wild so i'm assuming that you love the hawaiian culture i mean you live here you love it here you've been here almost 10 years right yeah in total both islands Mm -hmm. total of 10 years so tell me a little bit like do you love it why you love it what you love about it Okay. And wait, and I want to know, did you love it right away or was it something that you had to like get accustomed to? Oh, okay. That's a good question. Um, there were some things about it that I had to get accustomed to. Mm -hmm. For example, um, my first job ever was working for a Japanese company, Oh, and by the way, there's a lot of Japanese here. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them have been, you know, here for generations and generations. And then some are like a lot of, especially on Honolulu, you'll have a lot of Japanese from Japan moving over to mm. be able to experience living there. So I work for a Japanese company and over there in Japan, tattoos are not okay. Okay. Mm, because um, you're, if you have a tattoo, it's like you're part of the mafia. The okay. <laughs> um, and so... In working for them, you couldn't have visible tattoos. So they had to be covered up. And Alana has a lot of tattoos. A lot. On her arms that are, <laughs> I'm looking, and her legs, I can see them right now. Okay. And so I would go to work fully covered, like dressed basically for warmth. We would work in um, a high rise 
that um, we would stock ABC stores. Oh, okay. Not all of the products, but a lot of the products. Time out. Do you want to explain what an ABC store is? Oh, yeah. Um, ABC store is a chain of convenience stores here. You'll see if you ever go to Waikiki, they'll be like literally every other block. There's an ABC store. Um, I, I really like the stores. Yeah. It's um, everything you can get. Yes. Aloha wear, matching Aloha wear, mm-hmm. <laughs> sushi, beer, jam. Yeah. Even everything. Just like, like a QT basics. A Except for gas. Filer yeah. Or, yeah. Gifts, yeah. you know, convenience store yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, So we were in this high rise, and because it was floor to ceiling stocked with products, they would put ca- like giant cardboard over the windows. So we like never saw outside. Oh my gosh. And we were in Waikiki, so you have beautiful views everywhere. And you like, I remember there would be this sliver where I could like peer through and see like the ocean. I'd be yeah. like, oh, that looks so nice. Um, <laughs> And then I remember, like, we would walk, we would stock, like, per store, um, load all the boxes up on dollies, and then walk around to the different stores. So you leave the AC, you're, like, boiling hot, I'm all covered up. You would walk with all the products? Yes, we would take dollies and just walk them around, because there's no, like, with the Waikiki traffic and oh. no parking, like, what you, where are you going to park? You're it's like LA to, and New York City. Yeah, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it'd be, like, super hot, and then you're getting inside the stores, and, like, you don't work at the store, but you're working in there, so everybody's asking, like, oh, where do you find this? Or oh, find my this. gosh. And I'm thinking, like, I don't know, like... <laughs> I don't do that. I just put in the nail files. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, And I remember that they were telling us. Also, I I learned a little bit of Japanese because everybody, um, except for a few of us that were hired on, everybody was Japanese from Japan. Mm, So there was a really big uh, language barrier as well. So I had to learn a little bit of Japanese. Like, yes, I understand or I don't understand. Things like that. Okay. Can you? Um, skoshi okarimas, what means I understand a little bit. Nice, cool. (laughs) Um, and then, okay, where was I going? Oh, I remember that they were talking like Christmas was coming up, and they were talking about work, and I went, "Wait, we work on Christmas!" Oh my gosh! (laughs) And um, Yuri, she turns around, she goes, "Alana, you're not on the mainland anymore." (laughs) And I was like, "No." dinner now <laughs> yes that's what it felt like so I would say uh, just like an example like that um would be like you're taken aback like oh my gosh not realizing that on Christmas like in Honolulu all the stores are going to be open mm. you know um so I, I would say yeah things like that you have to get accustomed to um as far as Hawaiian culture I think I found it a little bit more easier to accept because I didn't really it sounds weird but I didn't really know that much so I was really open and just wanting to hear like from them kind of thing yeah does that does that answer the question yeah like and do you feel that it was easy for you to accept yeah I would say as I as I learned it was just like well it just I had to accept it it was like this is how it is and this is how people think and if I don't like it, it would be my duty to leave. Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt about that. Because mm-hmm. I truly feel like, um, even though I've been here for a decade, I feel like this isn't my home. It's like their home. And I feel like I'm I'm blessed to like kind of be here. Like I'm not a visitor, but I'm, I'm almost still like kind of visiting, you know. Does even after sense? 10 years, it feels like that? Yeah, definitely. Like I'm in the Hawaiian's land and I'm like I feel blessed that I'm accepted here, but ultimately it's their home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I feel like. Okay. Uh one thing I I love about the culture is that everything like people and nature were all really connected. Mm-hmm. And we have this very strong belief I mean it's reality really but the ocean for example is so powerful and you really have to accept its power and accept your fate with it and if if they put out a a sign that says beware of strong currents and there's red flags you can go in there but expect to like get hurt 
basically kind of thing. Um, There's so much that I want to say. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm like holding my tongue back. Know, you can tell by my thing. What is it? I want to hear. <laughs> oh, do you want me to go? Well, I just think about how the submarine and the Titanic and the, the ocean just freaking swallowed it. Yeah, like, absolutely. The, and we were, Brittany and I were talking about it because when we did our paddle boarding to Captain Cook's monument, we were literally the only people in the middle of the ocean at, at a long mm-hmm. point. And we were in the ocean. Like, we were not close to the shore. We weren't yeah. in shallow water. We were deep in the blue of the water. Mm-hmm. And I was like, at one point, I was like, I can't keep going. Just leave me out <laughs> here and give me to the fish. I was so exhausted <laughs> trying to get back paddle boarding. Cause you're, but, but then it's also just, like, this magnificent, like, experience. experience and moment of, like, holy cow. Like, I'm in this beautiful water that is so cl- clear in in the most beautiful blue in some areas obviously and then when you get to the shallow and you see the sand it's like the turquoise right but it's like the ocean you can't control the freaking ocean the ocean controls you and when you're in the ocean you're at the ocean's will and like just like that submarine you know that went down recently like I just it it, that just shows you the power of the ocean it will take all prisoners if it wants. And then yesterday, we were at the beach, and these dumb parents. <laughs> and now that I think about it, I actually don't think that those were those little girls' parents. I think there was another couple who were those little girls' parents, but they were doing they were not around at this point. I think you're right, because it wasn't the same. Like, the relationship it was very different. But let me tell you guys what happened. So, Brittany and I are just, like, minding our own business, and I'm watching this girl who's probably, like, two, maybe three. She has no flotation device on. None. And her grandparents, I think, are up on the sand. And then there was this other couple who were in the water. But they were, like, tending to another little baby who was younger than this girl. And this girl, the two- or three-year-old, she was, like, and they were far distance. The grandparents up on the sand were far distance from her. And so were the other adults in the water. Like, the ocean could have came in and taken that child and there would have been nothing that anybody could have done about it. And that's the thing that got me so upset is because there was a wave that came and crashed into her and she fell. And the wave was about the same height as her. And then she was like face and down. And she was face down. And luckily she pushed herself up in time. If not, she would have freaking drowned because of like suffocation. Like what if her face got stuck in the sand or she could have swallowed a bunch of water and like drowned herself in her lungs. Like, this little girl had no flotation. Nothing. And it in and the adults that were in the water, who, again, I don't think were her parents, but I don't know where her parents were at. Like, the woman kind of walked away from the boogie board that she was on to try to see. Like, but she didn't, she didn't come running. She just kind of, like, ju- slowly made her way and then saw that the little girl got up and was, like, crying mm-hmm. and running up to her grandparents. Like, I almost darted out of my chair. Like, I was getting ready to, like, save this little girl's life because her these adults around her who should be watching her weren't doing it. Yeah. And I just think the ocean is a dangerous spot. Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. you're going to drown. And even when we did the manta ray snorkel, there was a, a, long, a young girl. Her name was Alana, too. She maybe was, like, eight or nine. She's and young. she could probably swim. Like, I get it. But I still feel like they should have put a life vest on her because, A, we were swimming at nighttime. It was very dark. Mm-hmm. And... She was already kind of scared, right? And when you're already kind of panicky and scared and, like, we're in the middle of the ocean, it's dark. Like, that's just going to heighten everything. And your critical thinking skills aren't going to be as good. And you're only a child. I don't know. I just feel like she should have had a life vest on. But Yeah, I agree. I just think you're right. The ocean has a mind of its own. And if you don't respect it, like, it's going to take you. Yeah, I think you couldn't have put it more beautiful than what you did. Like that, it, the ocean is so powerful, and mm-hmm. like you said, it, it can take you at any moment, mm-hmm. and it shows no mercy. None. Um, and I think that we have such a deep respect for its power and and for what it does. Um, we can we can go in more into this in the next episode, but something that um, in my line of work in property management and hospitality is, I really try to tell people because they'll say oh can I swim on the spot and you're like no it's really dangerous and they're like well I'm a great swimmer Mm. and I'm like in a pool where there's no freaking waves Mm -hmm. and no current (laughs) and like (laughs) and there's no like hidden caves in the rocks and there's no like predators in the ocean like 
sure, that's where you're a good swimmer, but out here, you know, it's different. Mm -hmm. And I say I'm a really good swimmer, and I've been injured twice on this trip. So, like, I've had two injuries, and I'm a great (laughs) swimmer, but they're not necessarily due to, like, swimming injuries. It's just accidents happen. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It wasn't like they were – one of them was – anyways – once I got spooked, I was, like, snorkeling, and I got spooked by something that I saw because the water was kind of dark, and then all of a sudden I saw something light, but it was just, like, a lighter-colored rock. So I jumped back, and I scraped my butt on, like, rocks and reefs. That wasn't fun. And then when we were snorkeling at two-step, I just – when I was, like, jumping off with the step to get into the water, my foot – I don't know if it got one of the sea urchin things or if it was just some of the rock it from the, the step. because the fact that you were able to pull it out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so some yeah. of the rock, like, got into my foot, and I still have two tiny little pieces in my toe because they're just so tiny and so deep that I'm not – I, like, tried to dig them out. Anyway, so I'm a great swimmer, and, like, those things just happen, and so you just have to be so careful about mm-hmm. the ocean. And wouldn't you say here, because it's not a city and it's very country – we're surrounded by nature and it's very rough don't you think like the nature here is very like it's rough like kind of like at two step it's not too like nicely paved concrete steps into the water it's oh, like no. formations rocks. of lava, rock lava rocks that have a bunch of vana in them mm-hmm. <laughs> that you yeah you're jumping off of or you're grabbing a hold of like yeah i need to watch out for the vana the sea urchins yeah. they're very dangerous not for the faint of heart the faint yeah of heart. But um, one thing that I, I love about the whole connections is um, certain animals like sharks. Sharks would be a really good um, example. Um, I would say growing up on the mainland, sharks are to be feared. They're scary. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I actually read this recently that Spielberg kind of resents doing jaws because of the amount of fear he's put into everybody's minds wow um because we're taught that they're like so aggressive and all this kind of stuff and they're to be feared and when in reality there's like all these different types of sharks and ones that you could be on the food chain and then ones that you're absolutely not on the food chain yeah um and when sharks like when people get a shark attack it's like the shark doesn't realize what you are so they bite you to taste you but they're so huge that then well now you're like really really hurt or you're oh, dead kind got of thing. it yeah yeah but people think that like the shark is just aggressively like, like yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. like <laughs> consume everything in its power when it's not really what it is right but, um sharks and other animals are called amakuas mm. which are basically like your ancestors spirits are in them oh like a moana yeah, yeah, with, like, the ray. The ray. The manta ray. Um, an owl, which is called a pueo, is another one, too. And so when you have, like, an encounter with any of those, it's very, very special and, like, wow. very sacred. And there's, like, a lot of spiritual ties into it. And several years ago, this one local guy, he went surfing um, right after a storm, and he got bit on the leg. And he was fine. He, you know, he, he lived and they were interviewing him from the hospital bed. And I, I heard the interview on like the morning radio show and he was not like sad. He was not mad. He wasn't like, oh, poor me. I'm a victim of a shark attack. He was literally like, yeah, I got hurt, but I knew not to go in after that storm. It's murky. Oh, the waves did were it like this. The weather was like this. And I did it anyways. And instead of being like, oh, I got bit by a shark. He was like, that was my Amakua coming to me and reminding me <laughs> that there's a bigger power than just you. Mm. And that's it's just so, like, beautiful, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So now I have a thousand more questions. Like, the the Hawaiians who believe that those are, like, ancestors reincarnated, right? Well, not necessarily, like, reincarnated but it's like the embodiment of their spirit is there if that makes so sense. do they believe that every shark is an embodiment of a spirit i don't know okay because now i feel like well what about all those sh- like the shark attacks and the dangers that have happened mm-hmm. what do they think of that do they think it's just like a warning do they think you know like obviously they don't look at sharks and think that they're dangerous and scary because they think oh this is just someone's ancestor i mean it is seen as a little bit dangerous and scary Mm. but 
they have a, a different mindset than we do of like we just see danger and scary whereas mm. they see this whole other side along with it too yeah yeah okay is that what you wanted to share about the culture um there's one more thing okay yeah tell us so there is um it's called pigeon not like a pigeon but pigeon it's it's p-i-d-g-i-n okay and it is basically you know what creole is right that they a lot of people speak down in like, oh yeah yeah okay like new orleans yeah yeah so pigeon is basically oh, a language a form of yes. Hawaiian creole yeah and you'll i think you did you notice the two local boys working on the boat did you notice like when the one with the backwards hat would talk did you hear like his accent and his pigeon at all no because only the other one i really feel like i spoke with a little bit the oh, okay. one who with us okay and i only said a few words to that okay to him too um but it's very common here amongst hawaiians and something that really irritates me from people that i i only know a few people but people that live here that have moved here from the mainland um some people will say that it's like ghetto and the Hawaiians need to learn how to speak English, mm. and they're just being lazy. Mm. But when you learn, look into the history of it, the history is so amazing. So um, back when the Hawaiian Islands were like the massive producer of um, sugar cane and mm -hmm. sugar, we also had a railroad system, and there weren't enough laborers for the manufacturing so they they basically hired people from around the world, like a large amount of Japanese, Chinese, um, Portuguese, Germans, like kind of like really random places. Well, the Hawaiians, you know, are speaking Hawaiian and then the white people are speaking English and then everyone else is coming from their own language. So not everybody is speaking the same language. So Pigeon formed from all of those people hmm. trying to learn how to communicate. Oh, okay. And I just think it is so wow, cool. So that is really cool. cool. And that it's still like carried on today. Wow. And that's something that I wish all people could learn is that it's not just slang or people being lazy or not wanting to speak English there's like real rich history into that that's incredible that they like came up with their own language to try to learn how to communicate Pretty with each much, other yeah it's really awesome that they like worked together with that too mm -hmm. and wasn't just like oh you need to learn my language or you need to learn my language like let's come together and learn yeah. a new language together speaking of, of working together so when we were on the boat and we were headed back I was asking that guy, he started talking to me, which was really yeah, nice. Yeah, I noticed a little bit, yeah. And um, I was asking, because they'll do the manta ray in two spots. So we were at Makako Bay, or they'll go to Keho Bay. And before we went the other night, I had only been to Keho Bay on those manta um, snorkels. So I was asking him, how do you guys decide where to go? And he was saying that basically... Um, there's like a tracking system and they all the boat companies work together mm. if one knows then they they call everybody up okay we're going this spot tonight we're doing wow this. and i just think that is so cool because they're working together. they're technically competition to yeah. each other yeah and also did you what i love did you notice that when we were like um, there when we got to the bay and there's all those different boats mm -hmm. another one would show up and then the workers from one boat would be talking to the other workers on another boat. Yeah. Oh, there's the moor down there. You see it? And yeah. they would all be helping each other. Yeah. So it wasn't this like, oh, well, screw you. We're, you know, this is our water or anything. It's just all like we're all sharing this experience together. Mm -hmm. We're all here together mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like that's very much the culture of mm -hmm. Hawaii. Yeah. And, and knowing that the water is to be shared. Yeah, And absolutely. like we don't own the water and – and very much the man that one of the men on the boats, I feel like he was kind of like bragging a little bit when he was like, yeah, we're watermen. Have you heard of that? <laughs> and I was like, actually, I just watched a documentary. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, yeah. When we first got on. <laughs> yes. But he, he's like from the island, you know, and he basically like lives in the water. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I don't know exactly what the true definition of a waterman is, but I think it's pretty like self-explanatory yeah. just by the name. But I was like, oh, I do know. I just I learned all <laughs> about that, you know. Yeah. Um, but 
like this is how he provides for his family mm-hmm. if he has a family you know i don't know but right. but like he's in the water and i just think it's kind of incredible yeah yeah and did you notice too he put the emphasis on this specific boat this company we are a locally owned and operated company mm-hmm. like it's not like someone from the mainland was like oh i'm just gonna get a boat and start this and mm-hmm. that's like when you live here we really try to seek out like who's locally owned and operated and we like of course we go to corporations and shop at corporations and use amazon but we try really hard to support local mm-hmm. and like keep it going mm-hmm. yeah. and i also noticed a lot of the other like now our captain was from australia i'm pretty sure oh um they said south africa but oh yeah, south africa okay first so he's not like hawaiian but the no. the other two guys on the boat were hawaiian but i mm-hmm. feel like there was a lot of white men on the other boats yes like, absolutely there was i didn't see any other hawaiians except for the two hawaiians that were on our boat yeah and i noticed because i was like looking at who you know who the captain was or who, or who was like driving the boat i was kind of looking at like who his helpers were and i feel like they were all white mm-hmm. and not that i mean you can still be white and born in the born on an island yeah. which then would make you hawaiian would be, no you it would wouldn't? be considered a local howley okay yeah so they could be locals yeah local howley like mm-hmm. born and raised here but they just weren't hawaiian like i think our guys were the only ones who were actually yeah. hawaiian which yeah i thought that was also kind of cool mm-hmm. i thought so too and when i did over the winter i went on a um a whale watching tour mm-hmm. and i was kind of surprised because the okay so I don't know what their term is but we were calling them helpers Mm, like yeah it was two like Howley people and they were kind of talking about the research center and it was based out of I think it was based out of Oregon or Washington and then the the helper so like one of the guys ended up being the captain and then his helper she they both don't live here they live on the mainland and then they come here just to work for that one season oh really and I was like Oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, definitely. Well, that is all I have for you on this episode of A Conversation with Jenna. But remember, the conversation doesn't have to end here. If you have thoughts and opinions on my thoughts and opinions, you can email me at a conversation with Jenna at gmail.com. I can't promise that I will respond to every email, but I would love to hear from you. Also, please rate and review my podcast on whatever platform you listen on. I would greatly appreciate it. Don't let the things you want make you forget the things you have. Thank you so much for listening, and I can't wait to talk with you next time. Bye.